1: Hey y'all! <laughs> Welcome to the show. Welcome to the UFC Vegas 79 post-fight show, brought to you by MMAfighting.com. Uh, this is Alexander Kaylee. Welcome you all to this fine post-fight program. Uh, UFC Vegas 79 literally just wrapped moments ago. We're here to break down all the action. We being myself, Alexander Kaylee, uh, the lovely Jose Youngs. Apology accepted. And the lovely and also talented Slide, And also, uh, does, I, he, does speak. Yes. Oh. he does not speak. I'm muted, Yes, he does not speak. He's beyond words. He's more than words, like extreme. Yeah. Which I'm yeah. sure we all <laughs> remember. Uh, kind of a bummer, kind of a bummer. So I thought, what I thought was a pretty solid card. It took a bit of time to get going. If we're talking about, you know, going from the very first fight to the end. But I think we had some very solid action. Someone asked me on Twitter, was one of the worst cards of the year? I don't think so at all. I thought it was a fine, it was a fine fight night. That was very solid. Some very good back and forth fights, some good finishes. Uh, but the final fight of the night definitely did not have a good finish. Not satisfying. We just saw Rafael Fazib go down with what looks like a leg injury. Don't want to speculate what kind, but it appeared to kind of be non-contact. He throws a kick. Uh, the kick is blocked. His posting leg is the one that appeared to get injured not the kicking leg so uh you know in other sports that is usually a bad sign but we don't know hopefully it's it's it's, it's something harmless we can see uh rafael pesi back in there but hopes uh you know thoughts and prayers to him a lot of fighters online giving their thoughts and prayers as well but uh mateo brought officially the winner uh, this was a pretty highly anticipated, lightweight fight. I think we were all very excited to see it. After one round, it was looking awesome. We were seeing good striking. We were seeing good scrambling. It was really exciting scramble right at the end of the round. And, uh, you know, I think we were all thinking, oh, yeah, this is – we were hyping up this fight real big, and this is this is paying off. But injuries happen in every sport. They definitely happen in MMA, and uh, they can happen in main events too. So, uh, Jose, how you feeling after uh, this card in general? But – of course that uh, that unfortunate incident we just saw.
0: It was kind of a bummer of a card, not in terms of match quality, but like how things played out and things that were said. Like there were a lot of one-sided fights that I'm like, "Oh, this is a little sad to watch." There was some there was a disqualification, there was talks of secret lasers, there was an injury in the main event. It just a little bit of a bummer of a card, but all in all like in terms of action it was it was very it was it was a decent like the it started off not great the, like the first what two three fights weren't great and then like the miles john fight was was really fun charles Dardane obviously did his thing apparently the only canadian on the usc roster according to whoever said that <laughs> uh, on air uh but yeah a little bit of a bummer in terms of how things played out a bit but action wise not bad not the worst card not the worst card definitely not the worst card <laughs> Is there
1: anything we can take away from the main event? We, we we I thought we did a great job of breaking it down, the stakes for both guys, how good they look going into this fight, You know their recent form. Does this move either guy towards the top five, towards a contender? Uh, what fights could be next? We get this abrupt ending. Is there anything yeah. we can take away from what we saw, Jose?
0: That lightweight division is still the best division in MMA, and the top of the division is a little stagnant, and it's a lot of people that not like – not as bad as welterweight but like mitosh gamra beat rafael faziv he gets in the top five he should should be fighting someone in the top five i just don't know if any of those guys are willing to take that fight and that's the difficult part because if mitosh gamra had just like or rafael faziv like we said had like dominated or or like submitted or wheel kicked or like something super impressive like like justin gaethje versus justin poirier or something like that then we could be talking about all these fun matchups but there, it, there was a definitive ending but it wasn't the ending that we wanted and i'm not saying it was an accident by any means, because like gamrock said in his post-fight interview like he had been practicing that defense quite a bit but no one wants to see an injury especially after that awesome first round i don't know where camrock goes from here because he should be fighting someone like a dustin poirier but they're not going to give him that because dustin poirier is probably not going to take that fight so uh, they also train together, so that's like a whole nother thing because like a bunch of lightweights train at, tra- train at ATT. Michael Chandler's there too. Benil Dariush is there too. But I always hear uh, Armin is going to fight Benil, and Gamrat already fought Armin. And I guess the, there's the main event next week, but that still seems a little low for Gamrat. So murky waters at the top of the lightweight division, that's for sure.
1: Did he call out Charles Oliveira after? Yeah, that fight? was. I was like, he, okay. He,
0: he he did that too, and I'm like, well. He's like, my dream fight is Islam, but that obviously can't happen. So I want to fight Charles. I'm like, come on, guy. Like, <laughs> know your division. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if he fought, if Charles loses, I wouldn't hate that fight. That fight would uh-huh. kind of makes sense. But if, if, if Islam, if Charles wins, you'd assume they're going to do the rematch of uh, the trilogy That's- fight. Where I think uh, Gamrat was going, I think he yeah.
1: assumes that Charles is going to lose the rematch, or lose to Islam a second time, yeah. and that he would get that fight. But he kind of got ahead of himself. Um, but he is also doing an interview not in his native language, so you know maybe he couldn't sure. quite articulate what he meant by it. Casey, what did you think of the uh, his post fight speech and the, the, that particular call out? Oh, I didn't listen to post fight speech. I, I okay, was, he he called I, for I, Charles. I was, I was setting up this yeah. beautiful post show. Yes, you know? and we yes, uh, he called for Charles. He called for Charles Oliveira again. And and I mean, with, it's, not I think it's, it's not gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Like, these guys don't keep up with the, the fights. I mean, they're they're
3: too they worried about their own thing. They're like, mm-hmm. I don't know, dude. I don't care about call-outs. I don't care. Like you're you when you're at the top, either Gamera fights someone right above him or slightly right behind him that's about it i just want to see Gamrot fight again and i want to see mr Faziv get healthy i want to see him back in back in the cage and hopefully um in the future we, may, we may get a rematch
0: the problem it's is- it's it's super tough because like just going off of the ufc rankings which is what they're going to use when they they try to make these fights not the mma fighting <laughs> ones like fazeev's probably gonna i mean Gamrot's probably gonna jump up to six they're probably gonna swap places michael chandler's right above him he's gonna fight connor he already fought and lost to Benil. Dustin, Is he? The, dus, <laughs> Dustin's not, not going to fight him. Justin's not going to fight him. Charles already has a fight. So if he wants to – if, if, if Mataj Gamera wants another fight like relatively soon, he has to basically go to outside the top ten or fight like a Jalen Turner, Moicano, frivola type guy. That, those are like the only guys. He has to go way outside the top ten.
1: And these opponents are so dangerous too. You know, I'm yeah. Just like like he just fought Jalen Turner uh, to sort of, I guess, hold on to like – I would have ranked him ahead of Jalen. Somebody hold on to his spot. I don't know how high they had right. Jalen. That was a super tough fight. I mean you saw how dangerous that fight was. Uh, he did take that one on short notice, but still. I'm, hey, okay, I'm okay. thinking with this. Okay. Yeah, yes, yes. Tap your mic. Yes, Casey. Tap, tap your What's mic. What's going on? Uh-huh. Uh, it just sounds echoing. Is it not coming to it's out, again. I've got a lot of mic problems. Uh, I've yeah. got some production problems on my side. I, yeah. I am not proud of it. okay I'm not proud of it, but this my,
0: is where we are. Mic hack, the microphone, a lot of mics. What's, what's This is where we are, are right
1: now. Let all me, right. uh, I'll just make sure I'm using the correct mic, but yeah, I apparently am. Anyway, all right, all right. I, apologize.
0: Right.
1: I apologize. I apologize. I need to get a new mic. It's in the system. All right. Apology COVID-19 accepted. COVID-19. Thank you. Well, you, I, that's why you said it ahead of time. Yeah. Oh, oh, mm-hmm. real quick though, on the post fight thing though.
3: Gamera was confused though because he thinks and I don't blame him because like people were asking, Oh, is the celebration kinda odd? Because I think I think he thought he broke, and initially I think we all thought, uh, with the block he had elbow blocked um Fazeev's right. leg and maybe broke his foot or broke his shin with his elbow block, which is a right. legit blo- which is a legit block. But upon uh Fazeev's reaction, for, yeah, for, for further review of Fazib's reaction, seems like it was the posting leg that Fazib yeah. his knee got right. messed up Blew on blew out so kind of, basically the injury was a complete fluke i understand gamrock trying to oh yeah i blocked that which is fine i'm not i get it you know but it looked like it was completely just a posting leg and a complete fluke injury and so uh that that in terms of post fight is post fight interview that's the only thing to take note of uh, that, that, that. Mm-hmm. yeah i
1: yeah. Again, it, it all happened so quickly, right? I mean, he yeah. even he even didn't even know the fight was over, right? He saw Fazeeh yeah. went down, and he went in for some ground and pound because that's what he's supposed to do. That's his job. That's, know, his that's, job. All, that's all. Instinct, that's instinct. Yeah. Yeah. So he didn't know. He had no idea what happened. Uh, he just thought I think Fazeeh fell back, and then it, it you know it ended pretty quickly, thankfully. So not not too much extra damage for Fazeeh, but yeah. Uh, uh, again, Gamrot not doing an interview in his native language. A very confusing situation. You probably still feeling somewhat the high of a victory but not really right. being able to celebrate it and also kind of right, like do a call-out that you would normally do when you had a big win. Yeah. I think we were all more concerned for Fazib in that moment. I don't think the Chandler fight is unreasonable. I know. I apologize to all the uh, Tough Hang viewers out there. I know I was beating that drum saying, Michael Chandler is going to get that Connor fight. Don't give up, my friends. Don't give up. I, I'm starting to lose faith. Uh, I'm starting to lose faith. I have to be objective. Casey don't be disappointed in me. I have to be objective. I ha- and just looking at the facts, there's a just possible that fight does not happen. And if Gamera wants a big name and not go outside the top 10 because we as Jose pointed out, it does feel like that's what's going to happen. Never going to happen. That's probably happen. his best shot. Chandler's probably his best shot, right? Never going to happen. No.
3: Chandler just going to wait years and years and years for Conor?
0: <laughs> I think I don't think Michael Chandler is going to say, all right, I'm done waiting for Conor McGregor to fight Mateusz Gamrot. Who just, does he fight? Exactly. Yeah, who who I is, is he going to fight? There's, there's the literally no one right now. That so, he, yeah. I, there, when I say there's literally no one, I don't mean there's not literally anyone. He, sh- like, he should fight Mateusz Gamrat. I'm assuming that Michael Chandler is at the point of his life, just like Dustin Poirier, where Dustin Poirier literally said, you can go watch it on MA Fighting's YouTube channel. I don't want to fight these up-and-coming guys. I want to fight, you know, bigger names. That's what he said, and I feel like Michael Chandler's on that same boat. So unless they're signing the corpse of Eddie Alvarez away from BKFC, I don't think there's anyone that Chandler's right now is going to be like, unless it's like Gaethje or Poirier rematches. I don't think there's anyone. Yeah, it's it's a huge drop off. I mean, it, but I don't know how much of
1: a choice these guys are going to have eventually if they if they need to fight, if they need to get a paycheck, if they need to stay relevant and not be you know not fall out of the rankings. So. I don't know if this is too much of a change of subject, but whose fault is this? Is this
3: the UFC's fault or is this a fighter's fault? For what? This for this what? Chandler. squatting kind of we <laughs> <they> have. <laughs> uh, whose fault is it? Is Is the UFC? just not paying enough money. I mean, it's not. I mean, these the, guys, I, yeah, I, I don't think to it, make it the it the,
0: the lightweight division is not wasn't as bad this past year because like we had the the turner gamrots we had the Armin, uh versus whoever he fought we had like we had um like gaethje poire rematched when they did like they were there in the rankings we had like gaethje fought Fiziev when Fiziev was a super dangerous opponent that wasn't very popular but neil Darius was on that long win streak and still fought charles Oliveira who had just lost i don't think lightweight is as bad as welterweight i think right now there's a little bit of a logjam over the last like month and a half. Okay. Welterweight was bad, lightweight's not as bad, yeah. Uh, but I think, Casey, you point, I, we always say it comes down to
1: dollars and cents. And, and sorry, yeah. there's other reasons, there's political reasons, there's career timing reasons. But at the end of the day, if you told Michael Chandler he's getting X amount of dollars, you know, maybe not Connor money, but like a big fat check to fight Metis Gamrot,
0: yeah, he'll do I don't it. think which, he which would. Is either. A, I don't which think is a he would either.
1: fight than
3: Connor. It's just, I don't gonna think gonna get, he would. He could, He'll get paid way less and make a and cover opponent yeah
0: i don't think he would like because again great website you go to mafighting.com's youtube channel great website and at the usc 292 post uh guest fighters scrum we were backstage jose young's was backstage and michael chandler literally said i don't need the money i want to fight connor <laughs> I don't think it's going to be a dollars and cents thing with Michael. He James. says that—that <laughs> that no, is the he biggest
2: lie
3: ever. That's a lie. Here's the thing: i, so I not—he wants not to fight gonna... Connor for the martial arts honor and not the paycheck. No, I think he wants to fight
0: Connor because if you beat Connor, then you become very famous. That's sure. literally it. I don't think it's the, the, the money. I don't yeah, think it's money no, for Michael Chandler. But that as a great fun. man
1: once said, as a great man once, maybe the greatest man once said, "Every man has a price." Ha 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 ha. So. You have to add in the laugh; it's part of the quote. Uh, so I do think, just to, not just talking about Chandler specifically, but as Casey pointed out, these guys want—yes, they want fame, prestige, but they want the money that comes with those things as well. And I think if you, if the money was right, you can make any fight you want happen. But oh, yeah, absolutely. This is this is a whole other again. This is a whole other discussion. Yeah. As said, Casey, maybe you're getting a little too in the weeds here. Yeah, yeah very disappointing end to the fight i'm not sure what else we can say i don't want to uh oh i'll say people in the comments throw out who you think should be next for gamrot but i will uh, give my own pick on on to the next one tomorrow and i will gladly steal your answers if you guys throw one in there and not give you any credit so please feel free to leave something in the comments there uh because we certainly had plenty to talk about in the co-main event did we not yeah (laughs) very good fight very good fight I think a very yeah. enjoyable three-rounder. Jose, you were saying I, – I have not seen the post-fight bonuses yet. You've been saying – you were saying earlier this week we need to normalize uh, yeah. rewarding fights that are grappling contests as Fight of the Knights. And I thought this was a wonderfully entertaining grappling contest. I'm not a jujitsu expert by any means. Mm-hmm. You guys both know grappling better than I do. So even as a dirty grappling casual – I was mesmerized by some of these exchanges, like that. They like it's not just big scrambles; it's like the way these these moments were developing. Because yeah. Dan Ige is so so good on the ground, but you know when you have that relentlessness of bryce mitchell it's hard to deal with that's how you win fights but defensively Dan gate i thought was fantastic did everything he could and uh, i yeah. thought bryce mitchell did enough to win but it was a really good fight so uh just your thoughts on that one jose
0: yeah it was like watching a human rubik's cube in there like they would just like constantly shift around one another like bryce mitchell would attempt a transition or a takedown and, and Dan gate would defend takedowns beautifully and then mitch bryce mitchell would kind of have what's the word like counters isn't the word but i'm just going to use it counters for like dan Ige's defenses like when dan when Ige tried to sit down against the fence bryce mitchell adjusted and and secured the takedown dan Ige had the wizard and then bryce mitchell like in the third round when he got that when he got the back from that super awkward position i thought that was a lot of fun um yeah it was a very very fun grappling uh mma fight obviously in a real jiu-jitsu competition. It was not the highest of levels. But when you add punches and kicks and ground and pound, it was a it was a very enjoyable fight to watch if you like high action grappling. And Danny Gay was obviously getting the 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 better on the feet. Bryce Mitchell remains continues to show he is very average at striking when you're looking at the rest of the top ten of featherweight. He's much better striker than anyone on this panel. I will admit that. But if we're talking the top ten of the featherweight division, probably not the best. But like, I would favor him against like Giga. I would favor like the Brian Ortega fight would be fun. Like the Yair Rodriguez fight would be fun. Like if Bri- if Bryce Mitchell can get you down, have fun with that because seems like a difficult guy to get off you. I think Mitchell versus anyone is
3: actually entertaining. I yeah, I yeah. absolutely, I hey, absolutely love watching. I'm not. He, he's he's yeah.
0: not he's not a lead blanket as they say. He's like an <laughs> act high action. Yeah, very grappling. Yeah,
3: yeah. very. And unfortunately, you got to kind of you have to separate Bryce Mitchell versus Bryce Mitchell the in cage fighter. Oh, so. we'll talk about that. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> you prompt. can't. I know. I'm very focused on his actual fighting style. Um, I actually is. <laughs> if I score this fight round by round, I actually scored it, but I actually gave the fight to Ige, but pride rules. Mitchell won the fight. I think the right guy won the fight. For sure. So uh, I, so I have no issue with the score. Um, But, um, but just talking about Bryce Mitchell in general, um, I just think it's amazing. He is a legitimate top 10 featherweight in the UFC in a, in a very tough division (laughs) with really, I don't want to say zero striking, but he's not really a threat striking at all. And yet, even with this non-threat in fifty percent of mixed martial arts, he can still beat a lot, a lot, a lot of guys, and he beat a very quality, high-level, high-high-level gatekeeper, Dan Ige, and he won tonight. And I was I was actually thoroughly impressed of Bryce Mitchell, and I I don't think a healthy Bryce Mitchell beats Ilya Topura, but I do believe that we did see a a a weakened version of Bryce compromised. Mitchell compromised. A, comp- mm-hmm. a compromised, version, sure. uh, diminished version. Uh, of Bryce Mitchell when he fought toporia I don't. I don't. I don't think that. I don't think he beats toporia, But I think that is a more competitive fight, M- much more akin to what we saw tonight. But uh, obviously, you know, a little different. But um, no, Bryce Mitchell is awesome. Um, I love watching him fight. I love his grappling style. Uh, um, and, and I think it's pretty amazing that you know, Danny Gay comes from an amazing camp, amazing coaches. Bryce Mitchell comes from a small mma school in arkansas with no other notable other fighters or training partners or coaches and yet somehow he finds something there that was which makes him a really really good entertaining um mixed martial artist and um
1: i'm i'm always i'm always impressed by his fighting style yeah i I like that you put some arkansas on the the arkansas (laughs) i like like that casey i like that uh yeah I, i i scored it for mitchell super close fight he, he's just another guy who's an ample if you have an a level skill i think his wrestling. i'd say it's mm-hmm. far i'd go as far as say a level maybe not a plus maybe i wouldn't put him above the elite at the elite elite of grapplers but very strong skill and you have great cardio and you're tough as hell takes you pretty far in this industry takes you pretty far in this industry we've seen we've seen a lot of fighters have great careers with it and uh, mitchell might be in that area yeah may, maybe he's not a top five guy we don't know but firmly in the top 10 and i think would give a good fight to a lot of the guys in in the uh, near the top of the division yeah. I'm seeing a lot of comments about the uh, judging. I will say as someone who has been pushing very hard for people to recognize, like, yes, damage should be prioritized 100%. I don't have a problem with people scoring the fight for Ige. But but I don't think, and, and I should say, we, we need to remember in the rules, mm-hmm. it is not damage. The phrasing in the rules is not damage. It is impact. It is impact. Impact is the word they use. The in, impact that, is, uh, that has the greatest effect on potentially ending the fight. So it's it's a little specific and it's certainly uh open to interpretation, which I think is why we have a lot of problems. And this is where you know people are saying, how how could Mitchell win that second round? Ige you know, opened him up, opened him up with that punch. And I agree I scored the second round for Ige, but I I kind of understand the 30-27 Bryce. Not my favorite scorecard, but I don't think it's like a terrible card. I think mm-hmm. Bryce controlled a lot of that round and was doing was effectively attacking on the ground and trying to do things to end the fight on the ground we can't just say because someone gets cut that they automatically went around because no no you guys know cuts can cuts can happen just from the seam of the glove seam of the glove someone's toenail cuts someone open it doesn't mean they landed a super damaging strike i thought Ige was doing good stuff on the feet but for me the cut is not an automatic 10 9 for Ige. if you want to say because in general he did more damage with the striking that round totally understand but i thought Bryce's grappling was really good so i would have given round two to Ige. i had a 29 28 mitchell i understand 29 28 Ige as well it's a close fight it was a close fight great fight um, but let's not confuse damage for an automatic round win
3: and if you're interested i, th- I find this really interesting uh according to fans fan scoring or mma decisions 70 <clears> percent <throat> of fans gave Ige round one 76 percent of fans gave Ige round mm-hmm. two and and I, uh, with, and I understand that. With uh, so in, to, in total, sixty-four uh, percent gave E.G. the fight. Um, it's so, not. So, how's so how's, how's the media?
1: How's the how's the so-called media- MMA media?
3: This is actually interesting. Media did not score like the fans. Uh, there, are, I would say about two-thirds of the media had it for Bryce Mitchell, with a third of those fans giving all three rounds to Bryce Mitchell, which I kind of highly disagree with. But, but like I said, I feel the right guy won. Even though by rounds I think Ige won, but if that makes sense, right? I don't, right, don't want right. to say I don't want to yeah, scoring. Way, yeah. I don't want to say pride scoring, but <laughs> the I don't want I don't want to say that word, but the the gap that uh, Mitchell won round three was so much bigger than the gap that Ige might have won the first two rounds
1: in my opinion right this comes down to our issues in general with the sort of the 10-9 scoring 10, system nine scoring. and how how, and, how weird it is that some of the 10-9s are so different I, from i'm really interested in how much uh, the the the
3: discussion changes too if those first two rounds because essentially rounds one and round two were kind of the same the first three minutes were, were ige dominating the dominating the stand-up then he gets mm-hmm. taken down and basically it's him working off his back or getting out of a submission for the last two minutes and so Seems a lot of people gave the rounds to Mitchell because of that. If you switch those around and put the first two minutes of Ige working off his back and then the last three minutes of him getting beat, uh, yeah.
1: Mitchell getting beat up. I don't, I think we have more of a different discussion and here. Maybe it changes the perception of it for yeah, sure. For but, sure. This is why, this is why judging is difficult. I, I am someone is, who's not, has not been as hard on judges as people. I know people are quick to every time there's a controversial card. Oh my God, judges suck. Get rid of all the judges overhaul. the. I'm like, it's not, they're not as bad as you think it's the, it's a scoring system that is pretty, difficult to wrap your head around and that i'm fine with constantly nitpicking and criticizing the judges there are some bad ones don't get wrong there are some bad ones but do people think like every judge is bad i'm like that's just not the case Uh, i want to go we'll talk about the speech in a second i do want to go to a comment from (laughs) alex l here not me another alex l who i think sums up the damage thing best uh damage would be a rough criteria anyway some people show damage more than others you can fart in nate diaz's face and it blows his skin apart but it won't end him in a fight so that's how I think I'm going to explain it from now on, when people ask what's the difference between damage and impact and why, why shouldn't we rely on damage? Because you know, you can fart in someone's face and blow their skin apart and it doesn't mean that they're uh, they're close to losing the fight. Uh, Jose, I do want to go to you because I don't want to talk about the post-fight speech too much. I'll give a quick summary for people who maybe didn't see it. Bryce Mitchell, very pious, came to the ring with a Bible, uh, tells Dan Ige, I'm donating $5,000 to you because Dan Ige is from Hawaii. We, this is for you know to help victims. Of the Maui wildfire fires, and we need to show that Satan, can, you know, cannot do anything in the face of the power of Christ. So, you know, got religious with it, not the worst thing. And then uh, had to repeat this uh, this conspiracy theory he said before that it's uh, an unfounded conspiracy theory, by the way, that the, the fires were man made. And anyway, he went off a little bit, but didn't go full Bryce. So, uh, Jose, before I move on, your quick thoughts on Bryce Mitchell's post-fight speech?
0: Well, people's religions, I don't particularly like do you you Mm -hmm. know like you can believe whatever you want as long as you're not harming another person um i have no patience for government conspiracy theories i just don't um because they're just unfounded theories and you can say whatever you want doesn't mean you're right and a lot of people don't believe that and i just have zero i have zero patience for it i have zero patience for uh space laser theories i have zero patience for 911 was an inside job i have no patience for fake moon landings i have not i have no patience for any of that because like what's i just don't have patience for it I just, like when someone brings it up i'd i'd tune out i'm like you I, I, I have nothing else to say on it. You're it's tuning
1: so out right stu- now. Just, just talking about it. I can see your brain, so your silly brain shutting so, down.
0: It's so silly <laughs> and so stupid. And people like are like, oh, Germans are trying to use Uber to take over America. I'm like, for what reason? For what reason? And they're like, they're just doing it. I'm like, okay, great. Good to know. I'm going to go use Uber now.
1: I was a little – I was kind of waiting for uh, Mike Bisping to like pull the microphone away. But I guess it, it kind of – that part came out of nowhere, I guess, the conspiracy part. He I, he was kind of borderline like, all right, we're talking about the wildfire is good. He's donating money. He's donating $5,000. That's good. Sure. Lead uh, – you know, have, have – I- Ige looked a little uncomfortable. I think he – I think he handled it as well as he could. He just kind of was nodding along, and then they did a bit of a post-fight prayer. I don't know what Ege's uh, belief system is. I don't know if he's just humoring uh, Bryce Mitchell or if he was super into it. I couldn't tell, but he did look a little like, uh, let's let's get through this. Let's not make a big deal out of this. Let's get through I, this. I, so. I
3: just lo- I just lost a fight. I just lost a fight. You know, that was the is mine. I just lost half my paycheck. You know, this yeah. sucks. You know, uh, thanks for the Maui check. Yeah, I
1: appreciate it. It's a tough fight too. He probably just wants to go back and like, you know, be with his friends, his team, patch himself up, drink some water, rehydrate. Like, yeah, it was a tough fight. That's a yeah. hard, hard fight. That was a hard fifteen uh, minutes. Yeah, you know, but but you 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 mentioned uh, should have being like was he thinking
3: about pulling the mic? I'm glad he didn't because if all the as, if all the crazy stuff Bryce Mitchell says, I in a weird way I still kind of appreciate it because that's what makes this sport so fun and dumb. And exciting because we have guys like freaking Bryce Mitchell who would just say the craziest crap, and we and who, who can fight at the highest levels, and then we have guys like Dan Ige who are equally as good. And this is they're cool dudes, you know. It's just hey, you know, I just want to get back to my family, you know, see my baby, and no, I just think it's I always I always just find that that aspect of the sport so interesting. So um, and and all the craziness of it, I'm still like, it's still better to have
1: the craziness than be boring. <laughs> Uh, it takes all kinds to move the world, as they say, or in Bryce's case, I guess, flip, flip the world over, tilt the world. I don't know how you guys want to phrase it, but oh. it takes all kinds, as they say.
2: Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Prop G Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we'll
1: get some questions in a second, but let us talk, let us talk about... Probably what was going to be the most talked about fight of the night before uh, Gamrat Fazive kind of ended so unceremoniously. The a bit of a strange booking: Marina Rodriguez, uh, Michelle watterson Gomez rematch, rematch of a, a very good five round fight, uh, but just you know uh, the timing seems a bit odd. Uh, Marina dominated this fight, st- incredibly vicious first round effort, just a Muay Thai clinic, slicing up the karate hottie. And uh, definitely leading to some online calls for people to say, oh, they should stop the fight. And they're maybe the corner should stop the fight. Uh, Jose, I'll go to you. Do you think we should have seen a stoppage there from either uh, referee Carrie Hatley? Or do you think her coroner maybe should have uh, not let her come out for round two? Mm.
0: Difficult to say. Um, I didn't really have an opinion on it. And then when they put the camera on her between rounds and she was like – Like I think it was Winklejohn was like trying to give her instructions and Michelle was just like trying to catch her breath and just spitting out blood. I'm like, well, she's clearly not (laughs) listening to what you're saying. And then she just goes, I'm overreaching. And then Wink was like, yeah, you're overreaching. I'm like, okay. So she understands what she's doing. So I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is. I think if they had stopped the fight, I wouldn't have complained. And if the fact that they stopped it when they did, I'm also not going to – Complain. I, I don't know the right answer i'm not in her corner i wasn't i'm not the ref i wouldn't have complained if they stopped the fight though but i'm also very much on the if a fighter is continuing to fight back then you should probably give him an opportunity to fight back
1: yeah i don't know if anyone would have complained except for maybe dominic cruz in the call who probably would have said oh i'll tell you i know a thing or two about early stoppages because you know uh he Rarely mentions uh, the uh, Keith Peterson incident, right? So he probably would have commented on it in some way. I think he. What was his? Uh, what was his verdict? I think he said it was. He kind of approved, right, of letting her. Yeah, yeah you, you, I he think he handled actually... it well. I think he handled uh, it well. That, who was, that's the, who was the ref?
3: Who was the ref? I'm sorry. This is Kerry Hatley. Kerry
1: Hatley. Carrie Hatley. Uh, mm-hmm. Carrie Hatley
3: uh, I, I feel it was known for having some very late stoppages. So okay. Um, but this is
1: at least consistent. It was consistent. And Casey, consistent. I want to go to you specifically because we have talked about this before. This isn't a secret. We, we do sometimes feel there are such things as girl stoppages in mma where you know if a referee sees a a, a woman fighter taking like a lot of damage especially where it's visible you know like it's not just like a flurry but like in this sit- exact situation where one fighter is bloodied bruised getting battered we have sometimes I, you and i would agree we have sometimes seen stoppages that maybe if it was a man they would have let go on so i think that's why in this situation i was kind of okay with how everything played out and like jose said i don't even necessarily blame her corner Because they have a better, you know, idea of what's going on in her head and they're right up there, they're right in her face. Uh, But I don't know, where did did you stand? Are you glad it wasn't stopped or uh, did you want, were you uh, calling for that one to to be called off? It was one, I was glad it wasn't stopped. I thought
3: actually the, I thought uh, Carrie Hatley did a good job. I thought the corner did, um, Michelle's corner did a decent job um, of making sure that her head was still in the fight. And I Mm. feel like she was, I feel like she still wanted to fight. I feel like she still had that will to win. Um, but I would have been okay if there was a stoppage in the first round. I actually scored that first round a 10-7 because and basically if you throw a 10-7 out there, agreed, kinda, agreed. Yeah, 10-7s kind of mean to me that you could have stopped that fight, it'd have been fine. But like I said, um Michelle Watterson is a experienced veteran fighter. These are two top ten fighters in their weight class. They deserve that respect of basically earning that chance to get their ass kicked to get that win and um i don't have any issues with it um it was a it was a very one-sided fight i mean i picked marina rodriguez to win but i was shocked at the dominance that marina rodriguez had in that fight so i don't know um uh, i guess we can talk about the futures next but um no issues good job mr hatley and actually good job of uh dominic cruz i felt and basically saying hey Hey, this is what we signed up for. This is it. And, and, and honestly, there wasn't a lot of head trauma in the sense that the, the head wasn't bouncing back or swiveling around. It were cuts. But, cuts are, yeah. obviously are super fi- – o- Optically fictional. bad. Opti- mm-hmm. Optically. Mm-hmm. Optically, I grant it does look bad.
1: And I am happy we did not get the quote-unquote girl stoppage. Casey, uh, do we see the Karate Hottie retire within the next year, whether this is her last fight, which I would doubt, or do we think that she – do we think her and her team start angling for that one last fight within the next 12 months? What do you think? that is up to her
3: if she is okay it's it's kind of that korean zombie thing where you you have to accept i'm not a championship level fighter anymore and that's michelle watterson just simply isn't she's a borderline top 15 straw weight i think at this point um could be worse i'm not not sure honestly so she needs to decide for herself does she want to be brought in to be to build up these upcoming straw weights or just you know lay it in the line go hey this is my retirement fight Let's have a big celebration. Give me a proper opponent. Uh, and that proper opponent, I think, should be Jessica Pinney, who I think is kind of retired. But you can pull her out of retirement and do Michelle yeah. Watterson versus Jessica Penney too. And it can be kind an official double retirement fight for both those ladies. And it can be a rematch of their legendary Invicta Adamweight Championship fight. So that's my two cents
1: I should have given a little more context here before I throw to Jose. Uh, Watterson Gomez now six and eight in the UFC. Her fourth straight loss, six of seven. And Could she's be been seven, fighting- seven, too. Yes. <laughs> seven, of seven the Hill fight. And she has been fighting professionally since two thousand seven. So she is uh, if she fights until next February, it will be seventeen years in the game. And again, when you look at how much how long she's been fighting high level competition, it's a hard hard 16 17 years so uh same question to you jose with do we see uh karate hottie uh consider a retirement fight in the next 12 months
0: yeah probably that's i mean again i'm with casey like i'm never gonna i'm not jet i'm not gonna tell a fighter to retire um but i like the jessica penny fight i think it makes sense for both of them um because she's not in the top which i would imagine she falls out of the top 15 and i don't want to you know feed her to someone that'll do like you know i just don't i want to see both like jessica and michelle has given so much to the sport i think it's a good fight for both of them to go out it's it's very reminiscent of like the jim miller cowboy fight where obviously jim miller didn't retire but like that fight just made sense for the end of their like and then they tried to book the Lozon on fight for a while with cowboy i like those fights just two vets that should just throw down inside an octagon and yeah i'm all for the penny fight
1: uh we have bonuses i'll get to those in a second first i'll just recap the rest of the main card we had a, we had brian battle submitting aj fletcher poor aj fletcher i don't know it's like a third straight mm. guy uh th- the third straight like six foot plus welterweight they put in his way i don't know what aj fletcher did poor guy mm-hmm. keeps getting in there with uh, with giants uh, gets submitted and, and uh, charles jordan with a, v- a very impressive submission win over ricardo Hamos. now we have our bonuses here uh charles jordan got one of them and Marina Rodriguez, the other, and then fight of the night goes to a prelim welterweight battle between Tim
0: Means mm. and Andre Fialio. Did they get it right, guys? Mm. Um, I, I enjoyed like- watch. I enjoyed watching the Miles John Dan Argetta fight more than Great the Tim fight. Means Great. fight. But I get it because that was mm-hmm. a little more back and the Tim Means had a little more drama. Yeah. because they both got hurt at times. But in terms of just a fight that i i was i watched that entire fight and like halfway through the second round i was between johns and Argueta i was like this is a fun fight i am having a blast watching this so maybe that's the only other one i can think of but i guess yeah great fight. i love watching Miles johns go casey eddie would you yeah. uh, want to change any of those for fight of the night uh the,
1: the spend- night or, or performance bonuses or did you uh, think performance else bonuses are fine performance- um
3: i would like to see a performance bonus uh well i i would give it to mitchell igey Honestly, for fighting, I thought it was just a higher yeah. level fight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also can't speak about Means Fialo because um, I was watching another channel at the same time. The best middleweight in the world defended his belt, yeah. so I can't challenge uh, one. The,
0: the Tim Means Andre Fialo fight just confirmed everything that I had been saying for a long time. That <laughs> that Andre Fialo, no, Andre Fialo is a very good boxer, uh-huh. and that's it. That's about it. <laughs> that dude, that dude had the he cut, he ha, he has good box angles and he has really fast hands. Tim Means adjusted, and Fiala had nothing for it. Yeah. He's just like, he All the right, I'm arts. just gonna, yeah. Tim he Means did the, did the silly stuff. thing of mixing the martial arts, and Andre Fiala was like, <laughs> what is happening? And then, like, just. <laughs>
3: Man, when loses, he loses big. you got to respect that. Yeah, he does. And, and
1: hey, he's, 50, oh, yeah. he's 50 Gs richer. He's 50 Gs richer. Yeah. Guys. that's that, a dude night walks, one
0: that dude just walks forward. <laughs> Tim Means was throwing those elbows and then Fialo adjust. <laughs> Fialo did – he didn't adjust, but he just wasn't hesitant in the second round. Like he came out hot and then Tim Means was like, oh, shit, and then like got clipped a few times. And then Tim Means basically – he did this thing where he was like very hurt. And backed in on the fence and Fiala did this very stupid thing that we always say, like, oh, veg- like that's what separates like veterans and like these newcomers. He just ran in and tried to finish him and Tim means clinched up, caught his breath, and then just started elbowing him a bunch in the head. Like just walks right into his trap. Fialio, uh,
1: I wonder if this will save his job. That is four straight loss for him. Fight of the Night used to be pretty good for job security. I don't mm-hmm. know if it is anymore. I, I'd have to look recently. I think there's been fighters who have won Fight of yeah. the Night and still uh, either yeah. not got their contract renewed or cut. Tim Means, this was his 50th pro fight. And Wrong. by the way, this may surprise you, his first ever UFC Fight of the Night bonus. Eh.
3: He's always in oh, good Fight of the Night,
1: yeah. He's, he's, he's always he's, in good got... fights. He's got, he's, he has he's performances. Got, yeah, he's performance, but it's never an actual straight fight. Mm-hmm. All right. So happy happy fight number 50 to Tim Means. And uh, uh, fight number 50, extra 50 grand, how appropriate. And uh, Andre Faglio, maybe may be hanging mm-hmm. on. And congrats as well to uh, Marine Rodriguez and uh, Charles Jordan for those bonuses. Casey, what do we got as far as questions go?
3: Oh, questions? That's it. Or, we can go or right to the questions.
1: questions. I know. I, well, I, I heard I know we got, you're busy, man. I heard you got to go to the club later. Oh, hey, so, hey, uh, hey, no. hey. Oh, sorry. Well, I didn't say which club. Hey. Okay, all right, all
0: right. There's only one club to go to in LA. <laughs> all
1: right. Uh, I don't even know what that means. I don't even get that joke. I'm not from Canada. I don't live in America, bro. I don't live in – I'm so far away from you guys. Wait,
3: wait. AL. Wait, wait. A-L. Before huh? – because before, 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 we, we cover, were MMA fighting, not UFC oh. fighting. Uh, there oh, were some huh? other
1: important fights. Can we – Talk about those briefly. Sure, no. we uh, we had uh, tw- uh, we had twenty important fights happen in oh, Dublin. not know about twenty important day.
0: ones. There are a few. <laughs> they're all <laughs> they're all important. What was, your what, Bellator Bellator what, what was your favorite Bellator? What was your favorite prelim fight, Casey? Oh, I watched none of the prelims. Oh, come oh, on. Oh, didn't see M-M-A JJ. Wilson. fighting. <laughs> Every fight is important here, according to MMAFighting's <laughs>
3: That's why uh, I did. I I saw some JJ Wilson I'm a, big, I'm a JJ Wilson fan so it was nice to see him come back, moving up to 55 and he, he had a nice comeback victory. Um but that's when I tuned in so I missed the uh first 10 or so uh locals fighting but then uh I did see the JJ so You watch the fight. debacle with the debacle of the Peter Queeley fight? Toe in the eye. Yeah, what a
0: bummer. Wow. <laughs> it, was it was that, a was that Eagle he, soccer kick. Was that what I just I just yeah, saw? Yeah, he like, I, soccer kicked him. And I was like, all right, that was stupid and then that was, like, that was a wrap. <laughs>
3: Uh, we saw we saw one of the best knockouts of the year, uh, Mister. Uh, I don't even say his name. Levin. Levin Chokley. Chokley. There you go. The uh, front kick to
1: Sabah. Sabah. Sabah Masi. Talk about a guy who's always an exciting fight. Sabah Homasi. Yeah. Talk about get a guy. Get, get, get her. Get,
3: he get got This guy is bad. Yeah. Oh yeah. man. Yeah. And happy trails to Daniel Weichel. Yeah.
0: He, he retired been tonight.
3: Fighting for a long time. Yeah.
0: Retired tonight after
3: 50, what? 60? He said
0: 7,000 MMA fights. Yeah, 7,000 MMA fights. Approximately fight. 7,000. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, give or take. Aaron Pico, um, big win
3: in the main
1: events. Yeah. Highly yeah. real knockouts. Dude, dude.
3: Aaron Pico. This was the Aaron Pico. This is one, like, unreal. Unreal. I, uh, I'm i going to Albuquerque in a few weeks. So hopefully I'll get some mat time of Aaron Pico. And yeah, hopefully hang out with he won't
1: put me on a stretcher in 37 years, so. <laughs> so he's dangerous and he's he's not even in his physical prime yet you have to remember he's 26 years old he's he's yeah. in amazing shape i mean dude. his 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 pre-prime is better than most human beings physical prime dude but- aaron pico this is like daddy pico now now that he's a, <laughs> a
3: uh, yeah oh, now, now now he's all about that baby and like it's like his baby and his horse and that's what he that like he now he has even more motivation like yeah um he and then I, I think I think the the Aaron Pico experiment at Jackson's is finally gonna it's finally kind of coming together and mm. I, I'm very excited to see what you Bellator if or Bellator slash PFL or whatever. Whoever actually I have no idea what, what, what happens next with Aaron Pico. I don't know if it happens with the contracts. It's gonna be wild. I don't know if they're free agents. Who knows? It's gonna be kind of a crazy time with all these um this bellator sale and stuff because um aaron pico and johnny eblin are top of the top of the top of the uh,
1: yeah the rankings in the johnny Eblin's your number one ranked middleweight in the world battle no, through some adversity already to through, through some adversity against i think a very good middleweight fabian edwards i hate people yeah. saying like oh this was just some random title fabian edwards is know. really good he's number 14 know. in our in our uh, rankings in our global. yeah rankings. i don't know why I be, I don't know people are dogging to fabian edwards i'm not sure No, he actually. wouldn't make it in the ufc it's like why wouldn't fabian edwards make it in the, the middleweight is not like this insane shark tank of division i think fabian <laughs> would be a top 10 middleweight in the ufc he's very yeah. good uh, and johnny Iblin definitely be top five if not again number one he's 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 looked excellent he's someone asked me how many title defenses is this guy gonna put together i said as many as he wants if he stays in bellator frankly because i think he's super deadly they have good competition there but i just think he's a notch above um so yeah huge win for him a really good night really good day for bellator frankly i think uh people if you're not in the eblin bandwagon now i don't know what you're waiting for because he's beating good guys he beat (laughs) busasi If you're only comparing him to UFC guys that's just so silly, then you don't know what you're watching. Then you don't know what you're watching when you see Johnny Upland fight because he would clearly be a strong competition, if not favored, against many of the fighters uh, in the UFC's top uh, 10 right now. So I don't know. Maybe we're overhyping. I don't know, guys. I don't know. Maybe we're overhyping. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. I think we can go to questions now. Let's go to some questions, Casey. You, 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 uh, what do we got uh, yeah. here? AL, again, not me. Hypothetical for A. K. Lee. Bryce Mitchell has you in a bear hug telling you to lead the nation in prayer. What do you do? Well, uh, guys, as a non-practicing Catholic, I have been in many situations where I have had to uh, go along with prayer. Not to say that I am not a spiritual person. I'm a spiritual cat as much as anybody. But uh, I I, I would not um, call myself the most spiritual person. So I do know how to play along uh let's that's a nice way to put it so Bryce mitchell if you want to rap on that bible for five minutes and have me next to you it's not dungeons I'm and dragons it, i'm sure i can handle it jose what do you what do you what's what's uh
0: what are you chuckling about um when you say play <laughs> along it just oh that's I don't know, like, it's it's not an like, omelette oh, it's exactly. not like we're playing a tabletop game or something
1: i'm just saying if anyone's ever if everyone's anyone's ever been to some sort of service where they're not quite like you know jiving you know vibing with what's going on you kind of have to to fake it till you make it and uh uh phrase b i have i have done so before but yeah i'd be all right i don't know if you how you guys would react
3: in the situation all right um some more comments
1: um potential gamrot's next fight <laughs> hey, al again saying gamrot versus a board holloway on a side co- i don't know nah. like, you're shaking your head no, no. yeah I, nah. it's not never gonna kind of- happen
0: yeah, I think I mean, Max Holloway cool. would jump up to fight Justin Gaethje for the championship. but yeah. I don't see anyone. Yeah. Or like, I don't think that's happening. Justin, yeah. What, Max and I, Holloway is in that same boat as Gaethje, Poirier, Chandler. Whether it's like I've we've done it. Like I get it. Mm-hmm. I just want to fight these massive names.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and be,
3: because they're not getting paid, they're not getting paid more or less or whatever to fight these um, no names like Gamera. <laughs> no names. Um. let me
1: see what do we got here. What else we got here? uh can we talk about chris lieben oh i've got i've got Ray bo2 here I'll, gra- I'll just grab this one it says uh isn't it and i saw other people asking about chris lieben chris lieben uh judged the very first fight of the night between uh tamir Svidal and monster rendon and also the tim means andre fialio fight which uh didn't really require scorecards but all the fighters all the judges had it uh 2018 for tim means going to third mm-hmm. round so no nothing to talk about there uh I'll, I'll read Joseph Bosis. Uh, thoughts on the media asking Monster Rendon what her thoughts were on Chris Lieben being the only judge to not award her the W versus Tamir Vidal. I also have J-Ray B02 in the comments calling it a doo-doo card. Full disclosure, I probably was not watching that fight super closely, so I can – I do not know how doo-doo this card was. From what I could see, I – I didn't get the sense that either Friday was dominating. I know uh, Rendon was giving Vidal a lot of problems with the grappling, but I think this is where we get into the control versus damage discussion. But again, I I, I almost don't feel qualified to talk about it. Do you guys have a better view of uh, – I think the dissenting round was round two. No media member scored it for
3: um, Vidal. Every media member had it for Rendon at 29-28. I'm assuming it was round – let me see what the dissenting round was. Yes, round two. So I'm assuming it was round two. I don't actually remember round two. I was kind of watching
1: <laughs> loosely. So, uh, women's right. phantom weights, guys. Women's phantom weights. I, I, we owe both these women an apology for not paying. It's the hottest division in the sport, and we really should be paying more attention to it. Congrats it's, on um, Rendone for it's, remaining on it's,
0: it's Jed and Damon's favorite division.
1: I think, oh my gosh, all the time. They it's just DM really. me randomly. Can we talk about women's phantom weight matchups today? They don't, even, like, they don't even DM me, they just oh.
0: tweet about it. <laughs>
1: Check their Twitter feeds. It's nothing. Also, oh, this this question
0: is asking what we think about the media asking. Don't yeah, care. Yeah, what was that? I didn't go oh. for it. Oh, oh, well, yeah. you
1: it. are the media. You are the you are mm-hmm. the guy who asked. No, I'm
0: like, like but like, I don't care what uh-huh. my fellow media people ask when it comes oh. to this. Like, I would have asked it if I was theirs. I don't think it's this is a this is a nothing burger. Whether they asked or didn't ask.
3: Okay. I think I think the interesting thing is you know so I. I, I this just kind of, just for the sake of argument, Chris Lieben had a bad scorecard. This isn't a good scorecard. So all those fighters make the best judges. That's not true. Paying attention and knowing what you're looking for makes the best judges. So I'm not saying Chris Lieben had a, he's a bad judge or anything, but I'm just saying the whole fighters being a judges, being a better option
1: isn't true. Just paying attention and being good yeah. at your job is what's most important <laughs> yeah yeah and and again i'm sure Chris even did his best this is his fir- his first time ever doing ufc card and he's worked his way up to this level mm-hmm. everyone turns and, in the back and i've seen i've seen
3: um, um chris lieben do plenty of um i think uh he's ref. he rests um mm-hmm. down in california all the time so i mm-hmm. see him all the time so uh i'm happy that he's now getting a travel a travel
1: stipend stipend so he can um, go to Vegas and um yeah do all that fun stuff there. I think we'll I think we'll see him again. I think we'll see him again. I don't think this was yeah. an egregious again, maybe the card is bad. Again, I don't know. Unfortunately it was on a fight that was pretty low stakes and I didn't hear too many people talking about it. I would be
0: I will be the story moving forward is if like you can't he can't r- judge certain fights because he's has relationships with coaches mm. and fighters. Mm. That's more of the, you know, if like if tomorrow all of a sudden there's a story that like vidal like tra- like she trained at the same gym as chris lieben or they had the same coach or whatever then that would be a story but right now i don't think it's i don't think it's the biggest deal in the world oh yes yeah, the diego sanchez ross pearson
1: uh situation of course of course mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. oh gosh never forget uh casey what else we got uh, t- sh-
3: uh you got you, you, you run like- the show
1: you let me know how many yeah, yeah.
3: are you guys I'm doing, doing on to the next tomorrow
0: we are, and I okay, have not so, even thought about matchups. All right, I, so I'm,
3: I'm not going to bring too many matchup questions. Okay. No People know. Like, oh, I just want
0: to say, with this background, AK, you look mm-hmm. like Jesus Christ. With people, someone out. asked why I'm glowing,
1: and let me just yeah. say, this particular poster, the face to all I think about when I see these face to face posters are uh, the classic cover of Hall Notes' H2O album.
2: If oh, You guys yeah. have
1: never seen it? <laughs> Google it. <laughs> I don't know why they do these face to face posters because that's the only thing I think of uh all these guys one of these guys missing is a wispy mustache to complete the look but
0: notably my dad's least favorite musical act ever oh that's saying a lot wow i'm just saying that's literally when i hear hall and oates that's the first thing i think of i don't think they're that bad my whenever growing up i'm never like god i hate hall and oates but he just he also hates that band america you know the the, yeah, I've been yeah. through the desert on a horse whatever that oh, yeah, yeah. did they sing that? yeah, yeah my dad's yeah, like yeah. that song is he's like that song sucks wait so Holland knows
1: Holland's big song was Private Eyes right? Private Eyes You Make My Dreams Come True Overwatch, Man TV. Eater Man Eater they have a lot of good songs Private Eyes yeah. think <laughs> you we're done we're done okay we're done great great way to close out the show uh, thanks everyone for joining us I thought I thought Vegas 79 was a pretty good card it's always going to seem I that much it. worse
0: I I when we coming. don't wait perfectly you know, fine I wish the main event had happened a little bit more. Very unsatisfying. Yeah, but yeah, overall, that was, good yeah. card. That was poopy, but here we are. Props to all the
1: fighters as usual. Props to all the staff who puts this stuff together. Props to Jose Youngs. Props to EK Sliden. Uh, props to me. Props to, you know, you got to love yourself, guys. Hey, props to Jared Ger- Ger- Leto showing up for UFC UB- <laughs> Apex car. Front row, baby. Jared Ger- Leto. Legit. He's legit. Props to Jared Leto, I guess. Uh, and props to everyone, of course, for tuning in again. I cannot thank you guys enough. Thank you for, uh, for letting us do this, letting us come to your homes. So peace out for now. Bye.
3: You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.